Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Today in business from Wired. French spyware executives are indicted for aiding torture. The managers are accused of selling tech to Libya and Egypt that was used to identify activists, read private messages, and kidnap, torture, and kill them. By Sidney Fussell. Earlier this week, French authorities indicted four former executives of the surveillance firm Nexa Technologies, formerly called Amasis, for complicity in torture and war crimes. Between 2007 and 2014, the firm allegedly supplied surveillance tools to authoritarian regimes in Libya and Egypt. A coalition including the International Federation for Human Rights, the Cairo Institute for Human Rights Studies, and other human rights groups claim the repressive governments of former Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi used the tools to identify dissidents and activists, read their private emails and messages, and, in some cases, kidnap, torture, and kill them. Nexus executives are accused of selling internet surveillance equipment that intercepted the emails, texts, and Facebook messages of journalists and dissidents. Executives allegedly sold the tech to Gaddafi's Libyan government in 2007 and Egypt in 2014. The indicted individuals include the former head of Amasis, Philippe Vanier, former president Stéphane Sali, and two current Nexa executives, President Olivier Bobat and managing director Renan Roque. Efforts to reach the men through Nexa were unsuccessful. The investigating judges of the Crimes Against Humanity and War Crimes Unit of the Paris Judicial Court will review the evidence to determine whether the four executives will be tried in criminal court. Such indictments are exceedingly rare. National security experts say international markets for exporting surveillance tools are largely unregulated. 
The makers of such equipment often push back against restrictions, even those intended to safeguard against misuse. A 2017 effort from European journalists estimated that there were over 230 surveillance companies headquartered within the EU. By and large, there's little that the authorities are required to do to curb this toxic market, says Maricha Shaka, the International Policy Director at Stanford University's Cyber Policy Center and a former member of the European Parliament. While in Parliament, Shaka supported new restrictions on exports of cyber surveillance tech from Europe to countries with a history of human rights violations. Introduced by EU lawmakers in 2016 and passed last year, these new rules require firms to obtain licenses to export certain dual-use technologies, such as software capable of surveillance, hacking, or extracting data. Governments reviewing license applications must assess the likelihood that tools will be used to infringe on human rights. The indictment of the French executives stems from sales that predate the new EU regulations, but Shaka hopes they send a message that it's possible to enforce controls on cyber surveillance equipment. She says it's much easier to regulate sales before the products are in other countries. Often it's Western countries that are more resistant to this idea. Companies frame these tools as being used for countering terrorism, Shaka says. The ones who are truly responsible for torturing or kidnapping are the states doing that, but the companies are providing crucial tools to enable it. Concerns about the sales to Libya and Egypt date to 2011's Arab Spring, when journalists and privacy groups raised alarms that U.S. and European companies furnished surveillance gear to oppressive regimes. In both the U.S. and EU, export controls have evolved in a piecemeal fashion, with security firms saying overbroad restrictions can penalize research, counterterrorism, or other legitimate uses of the software, and human rights groups emphasizing their potential in abetting authoritarianism. Last October, the U.S. updated its own rules controlling export of potentially dangerous software. The Department of Commerce says it will now take human rights considerations into account when approving or denying licenses for companies that make international sales. As in the EU, the change comes after several failed bids for an overhaul. But what that means, practically, is still up in the air. You have to think about it in terms of the growing attention that human rights are receiving in both European and U.S. circles and the greater attention that's being put on human rights abuses in China and other places, says Garrett Hink, a national security researcher at Columbia University. Hink explains that human rights organizations that lobby for reining in exports of surveillance gear are often the driving forces of these changes. Sustained public pressure from these activists have led to change in the U.S. and EU, but these same countries are home to some of the most powerful and profitable software firms that oppose such changes. We would expect more respect for human rights from countries that have themselves spoken out in favor of rights protections, Shaka says. The irony is that to some extent, there is no practical difference in how countries in the Middle East or in Asia or in Western democracies actually treat this sector. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.